Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys Podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Oh, nothing much. Just the game going exactly as we predicted. No, I mean, it was, it was totally not I mean, how we predicted this. I, I would say, was, was last week the first time we both picked against the Cowboys on the podcast? Like, I, I can't remember a time where we both picked against them. I think. And then they end up losing. I think. Well, winning, yeah. I think, I think we picked. I think we both picked against them. I guess one other team, but I can't remember. Maybe it was New England. Maybe it was New England. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it doesn't happen much. But I'll tell you what, the, you know, like uh, we. I'm okay being wrong. No, no, and, and again, <laughs> I, th- I think we even offered up the caveat that uh, that if the Cowboys were able to execute, that you know maybe they were. I think the thing we didn't anticipate is that the Rams playing so poorly. You know, the, the, oh, the, yeah. the it, it, this was two things. This was the Cowboys actually finally executing on both sides of the ball, but then on top of that, also the Rams also played very poorly. Now, the part of it was the yeah. Cowboys beating him up. I think, you know, Goss hand got hurt, and th- that caused a lot of issues. But I-, I think the idea that the Cowboys could possibly play and be in this game, I think that was like, okay, that's that's a hope. I don't know that anybody anticipated this result. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I-, I don't even know where to start, Landon. The Cowboys won 44-21. to uh, They secured their seventh uh, win of the season. Uh, we'll talk about this from a big-picture thing first. Uh, what this does for the Cowboys is obviously next week's game against Philadelphia is basically for the division, but it does give them a little bit of wiggle room. If the Cowboys were ha- to happen to lose against the Eagles in Week 16, they're actually not eliminated from the playoff picture. Uh, we could still go into Week 17 if the Cowboys win against the Redskins and the Eagles would happen to slip up against the Giants. Uh, you know, they would be the Cowboys would get in. Uh, but more than anything, this gives the Cowboys, I think, some confidence entering this this week six, or week sixteen game against the Eagles. Um, Lena, where do you want to start first? Do you want to start with the offense uh, because they put up four hundred and seventy five yards on the Rams? Uh, Dak Prescott was fantastic. The Cowboys rushed for two hundred and sixty three yards. Uh, I guess we can start there. How did they have so much success this week? It's crazy, and you and I were talking about this before we started here. It's crazy how looking back on the the kind of final stats of the offense, how this is just basically the the Rams game, the Rams playoff game in reverse. The, you know, the Rams last yeah, year yeah. in the playoffs uh, uh, ended up running the ball all over the Cowboys. Cowboys could not stop the run uh, to save their life. Rams ended up racking up two hundred and seventy three yards uh, and three touchdowns on forty eight carries. Uh, against the Cowboys for 459 total yards and and, and had 36 plus minutes of time of possession. So fast forward to uh, uh, yesterday, Cowboys get 263 yards and three touchdowns on 45 carries for 45 carries for 45. Just think about that for a second. Yeah, 45 carries, 475 total yards and 36 <laughs> plus minutes on, of time of possession. The Cowboys essentially came in and played the Rams game plan 
for them and beat them in, the, in almost exactly the same manner that the, the Rams beat the Cowboys in the playoff game. Uh, and also kind of thereby essentially knocking the Rams out of the playoffs for this season. So a little yeah, a little tit yeah. for tat there, which is uh, not lost on me, which is quite, quite delicious. Just really quickly, I'm looking at the box score now. If I would have told you going into the game that Tony Pollard was going to be your leading rusher and Tavon Austin was going to be your leading receiver, uh, you probably would have thought this game didn't go the right way, correct? No, I would think that, yeah, there's a lot of injuries and, and uh, things were not uh, playing out as well. I mean, that's like... And Justin, and Justin Marshall is your leading tackle. Yeah, the idea, that any, the, the idea before this game that any number of our backups were going to get into the game... Uh, for long periods of time, to me, it was like, oh my gosh, so actually, absolute disaster happened. Like the the idea that it would be the opposite yeah. end of the uh, of the spectrum would never have entered into my mind. I don't think. All right, I, I have a question for you because I, I was actually talking to my dad about this yesterday. Um, at what point in this game did you know it was over? Like when you, I mean, everybody has this feeling when you get to a certain point in a game, you're up by so many points, or you have a feel. You know when the outcome is decided. At what point was that for you? Um, probably when uh, I I <laughs> my my daughter came into my came into the room uh, because she had uh, dropped something and like needed me to clean up, and I was just like, I gotta go in there, and I quickly come back uh, clean up. Uh, and I come back, and everyone's celebrating, and I have no idea what happened. Uh, and and I watch the replay, and it's Dak Prescott escaping from Dante Fowler, and then just across his body heaving to maybe the most wide open wide receiver I've seen in the, in in all of football this year to Tavon yeah. Austin for about this most simple fifty nine yard touchdown I've ever seen uh, in my life. Uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's for me when they, when they went up fourteen to seven, I was like, this game's over. They just they know how to move the ball against this Rams offense, and they they didn't really have a, a solution to stop them. Yeah, it's crazy that for a team that was six and seven entering the game, I, I thought the exact same thing. Once they were up by seven, this game was over. Yeah, I mean, I just because the thing is, is that like they had this didn't happen usually in the second quarter. By the second quarter, the Cowboys' offense should have lost its lost gas. You know what I'm saying? But at that point, the defense had already played so well. The, 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 you know, the, the stretch before them, it took Goff everything they could to try to get, uh, uh, including that you know kind of 26-yard uh, uh, hit to Tyler Higbee where he slipped up the middle. It took everything they could mm-hmm. to get the the ball down the field to get to that touchdown, and then for the, Dak to turn around and take the lead right back in three plays, uh, I just felt really good about where the defense was playing at that point. Yeah, and the yeah. offense, I mean, it just didn't seem to have be having any issues moving the football, uh, and, and, and Zeke was really just clearly feeling, and the offensive line was moving the ball. I, I just felt like you know by the time. It, by the time it reached twenty, like I, th- I felt like the game almost was turn offable by halftime. To be honest, like I, I, yeah, I, I didn't I, really oh, I feel agree. like it yeah. was, it was. I mean, I not that I would ever do that, especially when the Cowboys were winning. But I, I felt like it was definitely one of those things where I was, I could relax, you know, by halftime and feel good about it because I, I didn't feel, you know, the Cowboys. I think someone said it like the Cowboys are sixteen and zero or something like that when leading by more than one touchdown yeah. at home at all time. Yeah, I just I felt like the way that yeah. the game was going, yeah. they weren't going to be able to. And, and and frankly, it's it's how I felt with the Cowboys' defense at times. And and I think this is something we again we should explore more. 
the Cowboys, the Rams defense was not going to be able to fix the run defense in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like the problems that existed yeah, yep, for yep. the Rams defense in, in the run game was not something that was going to be correctable in game. So the Cowboys were, I think I felt like the Cowboys were going to have that for the rest of the game. And, and at that point with that kind of lead, plus getting the football back at, at the second half, not getting the football back at the second half. What was that all about? Uh, wh- okay. I, but once I they, know. once they figured out they were getting the, the ball back, I was like, yeah, this it's, it's, it's kind of ugly territory at this point. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on the coin toss, oh, but I don't man. want to get into it. <laughs> I, let me just say, I tweeted out, I think it was on Tuesday when the referee assignments came in that Walt Anderson's crew was doing this game. I just had a feeling it was going to be uh, a, a weird game. Let's. Uh, I, I will I'll give you a little tidbit of what the NFL thinks of Walt Anderson. Uh, they do not like it when they do when he does their games. Uh, he's not the the top of the class, I would say, in the NFL when it comes to officiating. Um, let's take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We got a lot more things to talk about, and we're gonna talk about this Cowboys defense. All right, Landon. Um, the Cowboys gave up 21 points, but this really wasn't indicative of how well they played. Most of yeah. that stuff came in garbage time, uh, late in the fourth quarter. Um, what changes did you see from the Cowboys defense where they were able to shut down this Rams offense where, you know, the Rams have been playing well over the last couple weeks. Uh, you know, we came into this game, didn't, you know, we didn't really think the Cowboys had any answers for this Rams offense and they thoroughly shut them down. They had 14 carries for 22 yards. Uh, Goff was pretty useless for most of the day. Uh, I know Cooper cup didn't have a catch until the fourth quarter. Uh, Robert Woods finished the game with four catches for 17 yards. How did the Cowboys stop them? Well, I mean, first of all, I wanted to say, like, when you when you announce the score of the game, 44-21, honest to God, that's not even indicative of how lopsided this game is. So, like, no, if, if you close. haven't watched this game yet and you're just, you know, checking in, I mean, you you saw the box score and you're listening to the podcast, uh, let me be clear, 44-21 indicates that it's a lot closer game than it was i mean this was like a this was like a 40 to 7 game yeah i mean that's really yeah what it that's was. the feel of the what this game was especially in yeah. the third and fourth quarter where i'm basically you know waiting it out for the game to end because uh it's decided i i had a couple notes on on defense uh first first thing right away sean lee um yeah it's the best game i've seen him play in maybe two years you know look uh, you cannot love the guy anymore. I mean, like he's just an incredible dude, uh, incredible player. Play, works hard, loves the game, loves his teammates, loves playing with these guys. Um, we all complain about you know the times when sometimes he's on the field and his age is showing, and then every once in a while he does this and um, just on a week with no practice. Yeah, I mean, just I you know look to me he is a no-brainer ring of honor guy like i i think mm-hmm. i i, I he's in such a great example of everything that this team wants to be so i just wanted to point out kudos to sean lee there isn't a guy on this planet that deserves it i mean look at all these kids that are on this team that all you know are just were the celebration when sean lee got on the sideline after the interception was incredible like i don't know if you caught mm-hmm. that but they love this dude yeah. and so i just i thought that was fantastic to see his hard work play, uh paying off Jordan Lewis. Here's what I'm thinking, Marcus. You and Bob Sturm every week need to, need to get together 
And like one of you picks an offensive player, one of you picks a defensive player to just We're pretty good at that. To just piss off, man, just to get real <laughs> mad. Because th- then what happens is that but Sunday rolls around and Jordan yeah. Lewis has a game like he did. Uh, and you know, and it just you know shows up in, 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 again in a huge way, and and you know, obviously Ezekiel Elliott uh, had a had a had a big game, but you know, no one running backs don't matter, so we're not we're not going to go sure. there, right? Is that, is that <laughs> sure? Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Despite, let's just move just, right on. Yeah, let's just move right on from that. No, <laughs> but uh, I just think that you know, look, they that Jordan Lewis had another incredible game um, where he had a sack, uh, you know, was just all over the field uh, making plays, uh, you know, and just really kind of taken that uh spot since uh since antonio brown's been gone and and really and really just anthony brown, anthony brown. We, we don't want oh we don't yeah want no, no, antonio brown. we don't yeah i got antonio brown because my wife that's my other my wife my, oh my god my wife keeps asking me who is this guy and asking me to explain it and i'm like i can't explain him um but no yeah since anthony brown's been gone jordan lewis has really stepped in and done a great job um and then uh, you know uh, antoine woods i think much maligned is, and I've even mentioned it. Like, look, don't expect Antoine Woods to come in and be your savior. Man, he played great. Like, he, he really came in and, and played. I think his best game of the year. Uh, he really did. And, he was phenomenal. And and, and yeah. I and I think it, it made a huge difference. And then I'll just point out one more stat that I think has gotten lost in a lot of this, uh, despite the fact that it felt like you know Goff was struggling at different points. This defense got six pass deflections yesterday. And I think that yeah, that's yeah. that's something that should not be overlooked because what's happening is that it's it's all three levels of the defense are playing on their p's and q's at a at a rate that they weren't before. We talked about execution before. We talked about how this team struggled. The tackling was so much better. The you know and even yeah. when the guys weren't making the tackle, and that's okay not to make the tackle. I don't know if you noticed this, but the guy was being stopped, and then the second and third guy. Was was a, was arriving right afterwards. So if the first guy didn't get the tackle, they were getting they were he wasn't getting anywhere else. Instead of getting instead of breaking the tackle and getting four or five yards, he was breaking the tackle and getting a half yard. You know, and and, and that made the yeah. difference because it, it caused the the Rams to get into a whole bunch of third and longs, uh, a hard a bunch of hard to convert situations, and then then the Cowboys uh, defensive line was able to kind of tee off at times and really go after Goff. So you mentioned Bob Sturm and I, uh, you know maybe egging on some players this week to, to play better. I think we should also mention John Owning's guy, Chidobi Awuzie, yeah. uh, who I think who maybe had his best game uh, maybe of his career. I, I thought he was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, in case you missed it, John Owning, he wrote a, a big piece on Awuzie and some of his struggles this year. Go read it. Uh, go it's check it's it out. really, yeah, it's, really it's good. It's really good. Um, I, I thought he played well. Uh, I, I want to take a bigger picture of this team because – uh, I actually I went back and rewatched this game uh, after the Sunday night game, and my biggest takeaway was, I think this you can see why Jerry Jones has been so frustrated with this team this year because, I think the team that he saw on Sunday is what he expected all year long. Absolutely, right? he expected yeah. the, he he expected the Cowboys to get into these positive game scripts and then let the defense tee off and be able to run the ball with both Pollard and Zeke and be able to make plays down the field with Cooper and Gallup and Tavon. And for whatever reason, we just haven't seen that consistently enough. We'll see it for quarters at times. We'll see it at, you know, for maybe a half, but we've never really seen them put together a full game like this. 
Do you have any more confidence now going into Week 16 that the Cowboys maybe can start to put this game together, or do you think this was more just a tease of what this season could have been? Well, I mean, I think this that's the problem. I mean, the, the problem has not been can they play at a high level. We've seen them play at a, at a level as good as any team in the NFL. I've watched all the, all these yeah. teams, including the Ravens uh, at different points. You know, at, uh, The Cowboys, when they're on, are as good as any team in the NFL. I, Absolutely. I, I, but the problem is, it's always been how long can they stay on? Can they can yep. they sustain? Can they can they continue this? So uh, you know, it's hard to put faith in it. It's hard for me to turn around and continue to pick them to do this again, um, because that's that has been that itself is the issue is 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 an inability to kind of keep it going. The only thing that they've been able to keep going is ineptitude at times. Yeah. And, and it's not it's not always, it's not constant. They are not an inept team. It's just that they've battled with streaks of, of inability to execute. When they execute, this team is as talented and as good as any team in the NFL, and they sh- can, I think, play with any team in the NFL. They just have not shown that to the rest of the NFL, and I think this is a kind of... This is a, a, a proof of concept at this point. Now this is the time. If, if, if you're going to get hot, look, someone compared it, and I had forgotten. This is a lot like the 95 Super Bowl team. You know, they, they were not all that impressive. The difference was that those, those guys were two-time Super Bowl winners at that point, and they got yeah. hot at the end of the season, and, and that, that carried them off. They can do that. I don't know if this Cowboys team has the, the uh, gumption to do that, but if, if they are – then they need to be able to sustain and continue this level of high level of play, uh, not just next week, but I think they, they need to play a strong week, week 17, even if they're in, you know, because I yeah, think that's, I, I that's agree. been a problem yeah. with this team before is that if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to do anything from here on out, it's got to be a rolling situation. You got to get momentum, create it and keep it going. You can't just, uh, well, turn, you can't turn it on and off. So uh, I, I think that that's that's going to be the key, and, and the question is, can they turn this you know snowball? Can they keep the snowball going, or is it just going to stop and then be disjointed in the first quarter, and then suddenly, uh, you know, they're they're playing off the game script that they're used to? Here's what I would say about that, because I think you're absolutely right. The one thing that you can hang your hat on with Jason Garrett and his teams over the last I don't know five six years is. They typically do really, really well when they play a team that they know. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a divisional opponent. Uh, it can be, you know, somebody that they play, you know, pretty frequently. They actually play the Packers really well, um, despite you know losing the last couple games. Uh, they play them well. They play Seattle fairly well. Having the next two games be against the Eagles and against the Redskins, I would expect the Cowboys to play a pretty high quality game of football. Like I expect them to play well. I expect the execution to be to be good, and I expect the game plan to be fine yeah. because it's what Jason Garrett has done. But when they play teams like New England and the and Bills and the Jets and teams they're just not familiar with, they can be caught off guard. I, I don't expect that to be the case uh, this week against the Eagles. Um, just a couple more notes in this game: uh, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup were combined. You know, they caught just two passes for 25 yards. Are you concerned about either of those guys going forward into this Week 16 game? Because I'm not. I, I know some people are worried about Cooper because uh, he's kind of fallen off since a hot start to the season. 
uh, you're not worried about him, right? No, receivers are opportunity-based positions. So, you know, the game, the game plan at this point was, hey, let's run the ball and see what we got. And they were getting a lot with running the football. So uh, no reason to add a bunch of variance to this. If, if, if the Cowboys can win the game running the football, that's a, a, a better way to, to operate than to try to put the ball in play with Jalen Ramsey back there. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just think that they were playing a, a safe game plan that was effective and why add a bunch of variants in there if it wasn't necessary? Man, Amari Cooper's going from being covered by, you know, uh, Jalen Ramsey this week to Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby next week. <laughs> I, that's... Well, I Ooh. mean, yeah, I don't know if he's going to be covered by those guys, but those yeah, guys will be out of the field. Gonna line, they're going to line up opposite. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Let, let me, I just wanted to hop onto your point real quick. I, I think that the fact, the familiarity with the Cowboys' opponents thing is, is legit. And I think that the one thing that, the, that has really kind of kept Garrett in his job for a while is that he's really good against the East. I mean, his score, his, his, his record Absolutely. against the NFC East is pretty impressive. Uh I you know they haven't I, lost a game in the division what in the last two years. I, yeah, I think it's it's yeah, it's been like that long. Yeah, I to me if this if the Cowboys and I'm not calling my shot yet, but I guess I am. Like if the Cowboys were playing anybody else this week, I probably wouldn't pick them. I, I mean, I, not I, not I not, not anybody, yes. but like you know, I mean, for most any other contender, yeah, any other doubt, decent team outside of the division, I don't know that I'm ready yep. to call them. You know. You know, ready to good yet? Yeah. I'm not ready to get back on the train. I, I'm probably going to pick them against Philadelphia though, because I, I first of all, watching Philly against Washington, it's not like I trust them, uh, Philly no. or Washington. Uh, and second, for what you just said, I, I think that the Cowboys know how to beat these teams, and and they then they have a solid plan for doing so. Um, so it'll be interesting because, you know, we've talked about all week. <laughs> We're kind of in a, in, a, in, a, in a purgatory situation where we don't really have a lot of faith in our team, but it is likely that we will end up in the playoffs and something not a bunch of good is going to happen. You know, the, the thing that we hadn't really – the thing that's in the back of our minds that I guess could happen that I, I guess is kind of in play still, especially now, is what if this team actually does get hot at the end of the season and actually kind of rolls into the playoff as the team to beat. I, I you know – if it's going to happen, if that game script was going to happen, they needed to beat the Rams to prove that they could beat a winning team. And then I think it helps that they're playing two teams that are familiar to them, that they have confidence that they can beat these next two weeks. And then, you know, see what happens when you get into the playoffs. See who you're playing and see how those matchups are. It's it's a week-to-week schedule from that point. And, and then you see how far you can go at this point. And then it's just crazy how wide open the Cowboys' future is right now. Yeah, I, really quickly, on the NFC as a whole, I think there's like five or six really, really good teams yeah. in the conference. Yeah. Um, and I think you can make an argument that a couple of them are maybe better than others. But it, I feel like this year it's certainly a conference that is matchup-based because there's there's teams within the top four or five that certainly don't want to see other teams. Like I, I think the Packers. I don't feel like the Packers are a team that would like to see Dallas. Uh, just because I think Dallas has a lot of matchups on – both sides of the ball that makes sense. I think they would much rather play Philadelphia uh, in the playoffs if we get to the second round. And you know, there's 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 a bunch of these all the way throughout, and it's just one of these things where if the Cowboys get in, they win a game, their confidence is high. They know they have a quarterback who just believes that he's going to be the best player on the field every time he steps on it. Uh, you, you just never know, and that's why. I would love to see the Cowboys win this game on Saturday or on Sunday to, to give themselves a chance because 
you know what? Playoff games are fun. You don't get to do this every single year. Uh, you never know what can happen. And uh, we, we, we will see what kind of team shows up on, on Sunday in Philadelphia. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.